Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast, now proudly in partnership with Scrum Magazine. Get yourself onto scrummagazine.com every day when you need to know all the latest news from Scottish rugby. You can also get their quarterly print magazine online and subscribe. The issue 111, their Autumn International Preview, is now available. Now, onto the pod. What went wrong for Scotland? How many points will we see at Murrayfield this weekend? And is Stafford McDowell one foot taller than Nick Gregg? Hello, welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. Alan, how was Berlin? Did you find a Scottish bar to watch the game in? I mean, I found a bar and I was the only Scotsman <laughs> in the bar. What was the, what was the theme? What kind of theme was the bar? Gritty sports bar. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Saffas, actually. Was it? Yeah, the England yeah. game on as well? Yeah, I mean, the England game. Basically, it was like England-South Africa on seven screens. It was everton Bournemouth, I think, on three screens. And it was Scotland-Wales on one screen. It was me, my girlfriend, and one Welshman just shouting at this TV <laughs> that was actually next to the pool table. So there was like people playing pool next to it. <laughs> I love that. And hello, Matt. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Can't complain. We watched the game together. We did. It was yeah. good. Yeah, Stressful. It was, it was, you know, you don't expect anything less from watching no. Scotland. There is Particularly that down in Cardiff. That, yeah, there's that level of stress that you only get watching Scotland, yeah. I find. Yeah. You off, uh, as I said, I think it's often more enjoyable to just watch a neutral match. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to trot over that ground again. All right. Um, thanks a lot for joining us again, guys. Um, if you haven't uh, guessed already, we're going to be talking about Scotland, um, Wales. We're going to be getting to that in a wee while. Thanks a lot for joining us on iTunes, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we're on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod, on Instagram, Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod. 
And we've got a really full mailbag this week. I think we've had about 12 emails since the Wales game. So we're going to be looking at some of those later on today. Um, but I'm going to start us off. You guys can always get in touch with us on iTunes. Really helps us out if you leave us a review. Five stars, of course, or else we won't read it out, to be honest, or we'll ignore it. Um, how about this one from Daryl Marfo's Hair? Five stars. He says, I'm happy I found this pod. I was getting infuriated by the other Scottish rugby um, podcast. This is much more balanced, and they actually have some, some in-depth chat. Funny, but not forced. Um, very happy they've linked up with uh, Scrum Magazine and have some interesting guest interviews. So thank you very much, Daryl uh, Marfo's hair for that. To be fair, Daryl Marfo's hair is spectacular. It's absolutely spectacular. So five stars to him. I know. And to be fair, Daryl Marfo seems to be the only professional player in Scotland who's not playing for a professional team or injured at the moment. What has gone on there? What's he done? <laughs> yeah, I know. What's happened? He's like, still rocking about for Bermuda. <laughs> I feel quite bad for him. Yeah, I know. It was it's, literally a, it's nearly a year since he was like the darling of Scottish rugby. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it was. It was the Samoa was his breakthrough game. Yeah, there was like... This is this is the journey Daryl's been on. It was like the classic like BBC Sport piece. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so, amazing. Well, maybe he'll come back. Maybe he will rise again. Yes. Uh, hopefully one day. Um, <laughs> right. So today's agenda. We're going to look at the news. There's not too much to discuss, but a few bits and pieces that we'll pull out. Then um, Scotland versus Wales. We've got some comments from Scotland's new forward coach Danny Wilson, who was up in front of the press earlier on today talking about Wales and the new additions to the squad. We're then going to preview Scotland versus Fiji. And actually, let's not forget two pro victories on Friday night with extremely depleted squads. Bonus points, all right. Mm. So All is not lost. We will put in the little description when you can skip forward to if you really want that pro 14 news (laughs) straight away. We're going to do Scotland first. And in between all that, Alan, there is a quiz. Tell me about that. The quiz is about who we haven't played and who we might have played. <laughs> As always, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Um, right, why don't we start with the news? We haven't done one of these for a wee while. Apologies for that. We know you like it. Um, Matt, give us a roundup from the Tenants Premiership. Can do. So, Marrows beat Hoyk in quite a close match in the rain, 21-10. Uh, Harriet's put Glasgow Hawks to the sword, 45-21. Watson's backed up their good victory of air last weekend by beating Stirling County 14-8. Come on, Sonians. Barmuir, uh, with probably the, the shock result of the round, uh, beating Curry comfortably 41-17. And Ayr um, beating Edinburghies, who are still winless at home, 29-3. So that's still Ayr at the top of the table. Sad to see Curry lose to Barmuir. I think there's quite a few people in Scottish rugby who've been enjoying sort of Curry's success. This season, yeah, well, I think they've they've beaten all the other their like Edinburgh rivals, the Super Six. Yeah, um, and but regardless of that, they Barmy have been struggling a bit this season for sort of top form. So Curry would have been favourites going into that for sure. You seen that young lad Rufus McLean for yeah, s- sadly playing for the Sony Bums. Yeah, he looks handy. <laughs> He's, He's decent. He was, I think, he didn't play for Edinburgh in preseason, but he was one of those like kind of faces that popped up that no one really knew who yeah. he was apart from the real ultras. Um. So no, got, he looks he looks like a real prospect. He's also got one of the most professionally edited highlights reels on YouTube. Does he? Oh, it's unbelievable. I it's got drones it. and everything. Does yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> it's got him kicking um, <laughs> at Murky, like with a drone above him. Yeah, I mean, it's just that's just ridiculous. It's just so needless. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what you've got to do to get a contract. And yeah, then exactly. And then it's him making like a 70-meter try against like St. Aloysius. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, format, we'll keep up. Uh, that's one whole round of Premiership games now, isn't it? Yeah, done. T- ten in, eight to go. Ten in. We will keep up with that as we go through. Um, and the men were not the only um, Scotland side uh, playing an international at the weekend. The women were down in Italy. Sadly, they... Uh, on the end of a bit of a hiding, actually. 38 nil against an impressive Italian side. Not fantastic for the for the ladies, Alan? No, although I did see the, the SOU were streaming it live on their Facebook page. Which I think is great. Which is, is a good move because mm. you're not if you're not gonna get any money for the rights, which I don't think they would be at the moment with just sort of yep. the level of interest, then you gotta try and get as much um eyeballs on it as possible. And the first outing for the newly sponsored SP Energy Networks kit. So they've ah. got their own sponsor now, which is great to uh, see. So 38-0, they are playing against Canada in a couple of weeks. That's time. a tough one. Tough fixture. Who, um, that is at Scotston. Canada are like top tier in the women's yeah, game. Yeah, Canada. Maybe just below two, England, three. New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it could a be tough a tough old. So, but it's quite a nice day. Uh, um, so against Canada on Tuesday the 22nd, 27th of November Sorry, at Scotston. That is going to be follow. Um, it will follow the under 18s and under 15s schools cup finals. There you go. That's what it says here. Fair enough. At Scotston. Sounds to me like the schools cup finals has been moved to Scotston. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's quite good, actually, I think. Yeah, no. Move it around, fill up the stadium, fill up the stadium. Yeah. I'm, reading, I'm reading an SIU press release right now, so no, unless, unless I'm getting that wrong, um, <laughs> which, <move> <laughs> to be fair, could easily be doing. Another massive bit of news out of the SRU today. The Spice Girls are going to be playing at Murrayfield. Everyone excited about that? I did see that, apart from Posh. Apart from Posh, yeah. yeah. Was she your oh, favourite? Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Uh, no, she wasn't. Time. I was a massive Ginger fan. Very good. Matt, who's your favourite Spice Girl? Scary. Ginger. Scary. Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> So another opportunity for uh, you know to go to Murrayfield if it you so wish. Interesting fact: Scary, um, Scary Spice had a Halloween costume, and it was of Victoria Beckham like holding a sign saying "I'm not going to tour." Oh really? <laughs> yeah, that's quite savage. Yeah, I know. That is quite savage. Should we move on from the Spice Girls? I was going to say, I feel like <laughs> I feel like we have strayed in the news section. Um, Okay, so another significant piece of news today, and this will lead us into our coverage of Scotland versus Wales. Uh, it was announced this morning that six people have been added to the Scotland squad. They are Adam Ash, Scott Cummings, Nick Grigg, and young upstart Stuart Hogg are being uh, joined by Josh Strauss and Duncan Weir. Two friends of the pod right at the end there. Those are the six <laughs> names joining the Scotland squad, and that is because of Blade Thompson's picked up a head injury, James Lang has picked up a rib injury uh, representing their club sides at the weekend. David Denton and Matt Scott continue their recovery from head injuries at their respective clubs. Lads, what do you think of those? Um, I mean, I'm happy to see Josh Strauss in there, but I don't think he's going to play. So it's sort of a bit of a a funny one. Yeah. I I think it's a shame that Denton's injured, actually, just because I think, you know, with the Wales match, we struggled in sort of the big physical ball carrying area. So they're they're pretty important players for that. It does feel like it's a big moment getting even Strauss into that squad. There, he's been br- called in, brought in from the cold. Yeah, I mean, I know he's well, he's been out now over a year since that mm. Fiji game. Was but he? has he? He's not really been playing that much for Sale though. I don't think started the Premiership Cup this weekend, mate. That doesn't count. <laughs> he did play at the weekend. Um, Scotland's 
new defence coach, uh, Danny Wilson, was in front of the press at a conference earlier on today, and here's what he had to say about the new call-ups. A few, few injuries is the obvious one. Um, we need to bring in, to add to the kind of squad from that point of view, first and foremost. And, you know, obviously, it's, you kept keeping an eye on players playing well for their clubs as well. So, based around that, really. Is Stuart Hogg ready to play? Uh, still a few boxes to tick, a few decisions to make on that, but made really good progress. He's ahead of, pro, uh, of schedule, so we'll see how he goes. Right, so Matt, you've already touched on it. You don't think that... Um Josh Strauss is going to make an impact um, next week. We'll be coming on to talk about Scotland-Fiji, but why don't we look back at the result from the weekend. Scotland going down 21-10 to Wales um, at the Principality um, Stadium. Pretty disappointing day out. Guys, give me your, your top-line thoughts. Uh, kind of didn't think it was a particularly good game. I felt it did... I don't know if it was just because it wasn't a Six Nations game, but I didn't really feel like it had the same intensity and urgency of a Six Nations clash. Mm. Although, obviously, the SOU um, social team had been told to like put a message, like early doors on Twitter, <laughs> to make sure that like you know this is test match intensity. And they put on, they like, any doubts of the physicality of the test match quickly going out with a window with the tackles that have just gone in. Yeah, this is a proper. This is definitely a proper test match. Someone at head office is like, "Well done, good tweet." Yeah. <laughs> this is a proper test match. I I think with this, it would be interesting to get your thoughts. Is I'm not sure what the game plan was going into the match. It felt like the first twenty minutes, they were trying to play a game that potentially the team that they picked wasn't suited to. How do you mean? Just they were they were a boat a trying to. Do a lot in the forwards, and they also just weren't playing that quick. Mm. Yeah, I think with the size and skills of the players that they had, that is where they had to focus on. Yeah, and I just don't know whether they were a bit scared of going that route because of what happened last time in Cardiff. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me actually. I just think it was that lack of quick ball yeah. that meant the attack couldn't get going at all, and meant that Wales could were just in second or third gear the whole time. Like if you look at the stats, they made so many more tackles yeah. um, and had far less possession. But the the Scotland threat wasn't really there at all. So it was just too easy. And then it was just frustrating that, and maybe it's a bit of naivety from Hastings, a bit of impatience, but when things weren't working after like even two phases sometimes, he would put boot to ball in a pretty ineffective manner, which was just very frustrating because, you know, if they're not executed well, it's just, gifting position, uh, possession back to Wales. You didn't do very much with it, but you need to have the ball. Yeah, there was an awful lot of poor kicking. Um, again, Danny Wilson uh, was questioned about this and his views and the camp's views of the match against Wales. Um, and here's what he had to say this afternoon. Obviously, it's a game where we, we probably two tries disallowed and held up over the line once. You're kind of frustrated where we've had the majority of the possession and territory. And stats suggest that, but we uh, we obviously you know struggle to finish those off, and with two disallowed tries and held up over the line, like I said, it's probably the there's the difference. You know, they took their opportunities well, and we perhaps didn't. It's a first hit out for both teams. First time this group's got together with some new coaches, obviously, um, and a chance to put some of that on the field against an opposition. And likewise for Wales, you know, I think probably we saw two sides who were pretty rusty um, getting their first hit out, but a good place to kind of build from. So now just picking up, um, I told you the mailbag was pretty full. 
How about this one from Robbie Miller, which is going to lead us into a, a, a pretty decent talking point, I think, for the rest of our coverage of the Scotland-Wales game. Robbie writes in on the emails. That's thethistlerugby at gmail.com. He writes, After the shambles, which was Scotland's previous trip to Cardiff, I had low expectations going into their game, so wasn't too disappointed with the result. One question for me is that, are Scotland too respectful of the laws in defence? At every ruck, the Welsh were over the ball and getting away with it, and the defensive line was up as a unit so fast that you had to question they were almost certainly offside half of the time. Saracens did the same against Glasgow. The Scotland players seemed to be unwilling to push the laws or adapt to the ref in the same way. I think adapt is sort of the key word. Yeah. Because against Nigel Owens, they played the rules perfectly. Yep. But maybe that's just because Nigel Owens refs a way that suits, suits Sco- Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, in the and England game last year, you mean? Yes, in the England game last year. Whereas, especially with someone like, I think, Ronaldo, they've had a couple of times, they don't seem to be able to adapt, especially their defence, to how he likes to, yeah. to manage the ruck. I think he's a really bad ref. Just, I'm just putting it out there. Okay, I, think he's really, I think he's genuinely really, really shit. <laughs> but you'd never really... Apart from maybe that England match last year... But it's debate over that. I don't. You'd ever call Scotland team like savvy. No, I, I don't think that there's that like kind of gamesmanship side of things of that. I think someone like Warren Gatland brings or Munster, like we see, you know, from from last week. Yeah, and I don't know how you develop that, but I think that's that's a missing part for sure. And yeah, things like the you know getting away with cheating and that kind of thing. I just. You, know, you never really see Scotland doing that. Is it, is it is interesting because I think Barkley's the only player that we would consider savvy in the Scotland setup in terms of understand potentially like understands, I hate the phrase, like the dark arts. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. even think a lot of your players like Johnny Gray, McAnally, Dell, Wilson, Watson, they're all, they're all good like athletes and ball players, but I don't think they're particularly savvy players. I think Wilson tries it. More often than not, it just gives away. Gives away. <laughs> it's very frustrating. So, what what did you guys make of um, that Scotland pack in a, as a whole? I think it's pretty clear to say that they were struggling to have that impact, particularly in the first half of getting over that gain line and setting up a decent platform. And there was, I think, mean, it was three penalties given away for not rolling away, and then we're nine nil down, and then that's setting us back hugely. Mm. Do you think that the do you think it was the back row or just the general makeup of that eight that we struggled? I think overall, like you struggled to sort of pick out any of the really strong performances in the pack, apart from maybe Hamish Watson, who I think was like yeah, doing I he his best as game. he could. Yeah, and I think he was sort of like taking over the carrying mantle. I mean, look, I don't want to keep banging on about it, but I'm going to. I think that Ryan Wilson just isn't good enough at that level. He's not big enough, and he's not sort of fast enough. So. I just think that persisting with him is a limiting factor for for Scotland's progression. Yeah, I mean, we've we've discussed it a lot. I I don't think Jamie Ritchie had his best game or particularly influential game and actually thought Ben Toulouse was pretty average, was was definitely outplayed by their opposite opposite men. You are playing against... Win Jones, who Wynne is Jones like Corey Hill. the best but second row, it's and one of the best second rows in the world. I, again, I don't even know if it's size per se, because you look at like the New Zealand pack, and whilst you've got people like Kieran Reid and Sam Kane and Broder Talek, and it's not really their size that 
destroy seems it's more like i don't know <laughs> intensity and urgency yeah. and sometimes at rock time there just wasn't that kind of really smashing over the ball yeah that you would get i know i'm it's extreme example but someone like sam kane or sean o'brien like when they hit a rock yeah. they go right over and it uh, maybe that was just once again goes back to the nature of the game that it didn't feel like a full-blooded test match and you compared it to even england south africa where you know they've got most of their players and it was savage at the breakdown yeah i know you're playing south africa fair enough but yeah i think i think you're right i think there's i think we've definitely got that like the dog in terms of the tur- the turnover yeah players like a barkley or, or a watson but maybe when you've got sort of the it, there isn't that brutality yeah there I, th- I thought there was a big a big impact in the forward pack, in particular um, when the changes were rung um, off the bench. I thought Gilchrist came on and made uh, mm. a big yeah. difference. Um, yeah. I thought Fraser Brown came on and made a big yeah, difference. Yeah, Fraser Brown really, was really, really strong. abrasive. Yeah, um, well, I kind of think Fraser Brown's the most like that in terms of yeah getting in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> getting, in the, getting in the mix in the right phrase, but yeah, yeah, just no, I know loves that confrontational confrontational nature of the game. Obviously. There was plenty of chances for Scotland to win this game, particularly in that second half. That is when we did have huge amounts of territory and huge amounts of um, mm. of ball. There is the unfortunate Pete Horn drop over the line, but I mean there was a number of times when we kicked to the corner, yeah, went for the went for the pushover and just didn't quite get it. And we seemed to, I don't know if it's panic, but we went for those very basic one out hit, one out hits. Yeah. And Wales are such a good defensive unit that we just did not look like we were ever going to break yeah, it down. Yeah, soaked it up. Yeah. It, it was Groundhog Day. It was Glasgow Saracens end of first yeah. half all yeah. over again. Yeah. There wasn't one part of me that generally, and I know Johnny Gray went super, super close, but I, I really didn't think Scotland were going to score. No. Doing one outs or, yeah. drive, or through a driving mall. No, they're not appreciating that, that McAnally scored. We did score through one. <laughs> we did. And I suppose if you've scored through a driving mall just before halftime, and then you get opportunities to take more in the second half. I didn't. I think at the time I didn't necessarily think it was the wrong decision. I was. I was saying yeah. I was backing them to put it in the corner after that ball. But yeah, yeah, it was frustrating. I, I also think in terms of the attack, like you know, you do have to take into account the fact that Laidlaw. Russell and Hogg aren't there who are like three of your yeah, I think key right. decision makers the the three key decision makers probably in that team the ball was slow with Price though how slow is it going to be with Laidlaw <laughs> yeah possibly <laughs> Start George I don't think it was George it Horn. wasn't but it yeah. wasn't I don't think Price himself was being no I don't I it didn't just think wasn't maybe being presented with very quick ball. I didn't think Price had a fantastic game, to be perfectly honest. No, but but I, I think it's pretty think was, difficult. I don't it, think he was awful. He's not the sort of scrum half you pick for a pack that's not going to be I think winning I read somewhere, massive Yeah, ball. it was difficult. I, I read somewhere that, I can't remember where it was, but saying that Ali Price shouldn't should, like, forget what his natural game is as well, which is pace, breaks, yeah. taking the game to the opposition. And it kind of seems like when he first burst on the scene, he could do that. And now he's sort of he's maybe trying to like round his game a bit more, but I think he's missing that a bit. And granted, it's difficult to show that in that kind of game, but... Yeah. Speaking of um, bursting onto the scene, his first game for Scotland, he scored two tries in this game. He gave away two tries. Hugh Jones, not a fantastic showing at 13. Well, so I actually do... <laughs> I don't think Hugh Jones actually had that bad a game. I think in attack, he was potentially our best 
most okay. potent weapon. Sure. And then in defense, I think, specifically for the first try, he was definitely at fault. Yeah. Because he came in and he, like, planted his feet on the jo- Jonathan Davis yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, And it basically meant that he tried to do, an, like, an arms tackle on George North, which yeah. he just got completely brushed aside. Not going to yeah. happen. On the second try, it was quite an interesting sort of setup that Scotland have. So Lee Jones was in the 10 channel. And yeah. then McAnally was covering Moriarty. And then you had basically the back, li- back line out. Sure. And basically when Parks took the ball at the first receiver, and he was already basically outside our second defender. Yeah. And so when Moriarty hit that line, Dunbar, for some reason, felt he had to come in. Yeah. And that basically left you with Anscombe coming around the back and Hugh Jones basically having to cover Anscombe and Jonathan Davis. And you'll know how it feels when you've got two people like that running towards mm. you and you start basically going yeah. backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying and to, to be make fair to Anscombe, he brings it right up to Jones and passes right on the game line. And so you're already walking backwards and then you're trying to cover two men and then obviously Davis just pams you in the face and you're already <laughs> off balance. And it's actually an incredibly hard... Yeah, for sure. Defense. And I think if Dunbar hadn't got sucked in by Moriarty, mm. and he shouldn't have been sucked in by Moriarty, he should have been covering um, Anscombe. They don't let that try in. That's good analysis, man. That's very good. Analysis. Very good. The game, like a kind the of game, games graphic or the something. game line and Moriarty. <laughs> game line and Moriarty and are also the, excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moriarty and the game I think the line. The point is, Jones <laughs> probably should have made that tackle, but. It made much more likely he was going to miss it by Dunbar getting suckered in. Yeah. 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 Because the thing is, if he doesn't cover Anscombe there, Anscombe goes, dummies and goes through. Yeah. I, you know, there are still question marks over it. That's the one question mark over his game, I think, that, like, since he's burst on the scene and been one of our better players, it has, yeah. it has been defense. Yeah. It has been exposed. And whether that's his fault or it's, you know, a combination of. There, there is an issue there. He got, he's got shown up against England when we were when we lost like the sixty pointer. I think yep. against Ireland last year as well. Gary Ringrose did a very good job of nullifying um, yeah. Hugh Jones. Yeah. When he was going forward, I think it's just thirteen is a ridiculously pl- difficult place to defend, and mm. it's just something yeah, it's the hardest he's, position. To he, defend. He's also initially played a lot of rugby at wing. When he was in South Africa, yeah, he, he played so. as much rugby on the wing as he yeah. did at 13. And so, automatically, you're more of an attacking, going to be more of an attacking oh, for sure. That's his strength. That's his strength. So, I think... But I suppose, that, you know, having Townsend as, as a coach as well, he played a lot at 13. Well, like, and Townsend was a bit of a liability in defence. <laughs> but maybe, maybe he can get, like... <laughs> but he, he, if it's, maybe, like, the actual tackle is not going to be great, but he's going to understand positioning, right? Yes. Uh, that is fair. I felt so bad because I've been pammed off at 13 oh. so many times. <laughs> You've never been put in the 13 channel. Mate, I've been rocking 13 channel all every day, mate. You're <laughs> a prop, weren't you? Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I will say that I did play every position for St. Andrews. Yeah. In, in 1 to 15. That's quite a good effort, though, isn't all it? All over. You played in the second row? Played in the second row, I had got moved during a game, and I started a hooker for uh, the twos once. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. One, you know what you're on about. One final point I wanted to pick up. Um, Blair Kinghorn was given the kicking duties after Hastings missed that one touch. <laughs> yeah, it's quite brutal. First 30 seconds, or first minute, Hastings misses that touch. And it was, it was horrific. He was going for too much, and he missed it. But Kinghorn's restarts are so good. Oh. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi.、Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Oh, this is the height. The height he gets of his restarts are unbelievable. Yeah. But it's the same with Stuart Hogg. Like, Stuart Hogg is the best kicker there. Like, yeah. Like, for touch and his re. Yeah. You occasionally do a restart. And you're like, why haven't we been doing this the whole time? Yeah. Why is it Kinghorn not? I guess it must be a positional thing.、Start. Maybe you don't want your 15s doing it, but then they can just drop, drop back. Drop back. Or you put、yeah. a 10 there or something. You put the guy who's not kicking back at fullback. Yeah. I agree. Hogg should, should kick to touch and take all restarts. Yeah. And I don't, if, if the reason is, is because Finn has to be the main man, then, I mean, Finn's a child. So. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's true, though. No, like, but you're doing as you're told here, son. Yeah. yeah, yeah.、Like. Um, I thought Blake Kinghorn had relatively quiet game by his standards. Made the most meters, but a、yeah. lot of that was just I running back into. He,、yeah. He's the fool. Running、back. into the game line, yeah. Yeah.、Uh, yeah. I, thought yeah I thought he was quiet. Di- once again, it's difficult when. You're not getting a lot of go forward or creating stuff because he's, you know, you want him on the ball in the wide channels. Yeah, yeah that wasn't really that. happening. And then, subs wise, Horn, George Horn specifically. He looked good. He looked, he looked real good. It just looks like a, that real spark at 60 minutes when people are beginning to tire. Do you think they might, even, even if Laidlaw starts, you keep Horn on the bench? Yeah, like, possibly. I mean, he, he you could say he's more of an impact than, than Price. He maybe is now. I think you're probably right. That's an interesting one. Yeah. It was that vision to put that little kick through. Granted, it was a penalty shot to nothing. Yeah. But yeah. The, but it's the, the things that Ali Price was doing maybe a year and a half ago, like quick taps and just, you know, taking the, the, the game to the opposition and pitch、yeah, the tempo. It'll be an interesting one.、Um, let's talk about、um, what we would change about Scotland when we come on to、uh, preview the Fiji match. But, Alan, it's a quiz. Oh, we're doing a quiz. <laughs> Boom. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Sorry. Yeah, right. I, was, I, thought fairly, I thought that was quite a decent link. No, no, it was a good link. Apologies. <laughs>、um, right. I've got three relatively average questions. As with, always. All with multiple answers. Good, good. Rugby World Cup. Yep. So, in, in the 21st century, <laughs> there is three teams that Scotland. Haven't played three teams in the top 15 in the world who Scotland haven't played haven't in the played Rugby World, world Cup, Cup in the 21st century. In the 21st century, so out of the top 15 teams in the current world rankings, Scotland、yeah. haven't played three of them in the Rugby World Cup in the 21st century. Who are those three teams? World rankings as of before this weekend because. <laughs> Things might have changed. <laughs> have things changed? Oh, God. Can、I'm、we go, go one for one? I think I'm going to do really badly at this. Yeah, yeah this we'll go、really、one for one. And because we're being nice, we'll let Dave start this one and you can start the next one. 
You're being nice. Should we, should we just go start with this question? Yeah. yeah. Dave, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're up. What you got? The only word I've written down is Ireland. Ireland is correct. I also have Ireland. What's your second one? Italy. No. No, we've played them a couple times, I think. When? Yeah, we've played Italy. Which World Cup? Oh, three. Maybe. <laughs> I've got it marked that we played Italy. I'm sure we've played Italy in the World Cup. We, we, sorry, we played them in 07 in the group with New yeah, Zealand Yeah, we and did, and we squeaked through that. We squeaked through that game. And then we almost squeaked through Argentina okay. in the quarters. Yeah, 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 right, right. Um, so we've played Argentina. Who you got? Um, I'm just guessing this now. Tonga. Tonga's correct. Oh, <laughs> that was my other yes. one as well, to be fair. Um, and there I know we played Wait, we got, one, we got one more. And some more. One more in the top... In the top 50 in the world that we've not played this century. So the implication is that we played them in 99. <laughs> in 99. Um, I, actually don't, I actually don't think we did. But um, Have we ever played them in the World Cup? That's a good question, mate. <laughs> That's why. Um, I've got no idea. Um, um, Wales? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's a really good question. I yeah, actually very don't know question. if we have played Wales in the World Cup. Um, Possibly not. I'll come back with a new quiz next week. I imagine we've always been in that sort of second pool. I mean, yeah, exactly. it's probably always got Wales y- in it. Yeah, or yeah. Ireland. Or Ireland, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and no one really knows who played who in like the groups and quarterfinals in the 87 World Cup. So I'm yeah. sure somebody does. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it's written down, but we're not going to go and find that out. Okay, so what were the scores there? It was 2-1 to you, Dave. Oh, very happy with Wait. that. Wait. Well, he got Tonga and Ireland as well. Yeah. So I, okay. Yeah. So the draw, right? Well, you got Wales. Okay, so I won. I was giving... We were going one for one. No, I got two. No, we were going one for one. <laughs> Dave got one right, you got one wrong. Dave got one right, then you got one right. It's 2-1 to Dave. This is my quiz. Fine. We'll move fine. on. It's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> In the twenty quibble with the number of scoring system. (laughs) (laughs) In the twenty first century, Scotland have played four teams twice in the Rugby World Cup. In the top fifteen in the world. (laughs) In the top fifteen in the world. Can I go first? Yes. Australia. Australia is correct. Oh three and twenty fifteen. Um South Africa? South Africa is incorrect. Oh, only once. What, in 2015? Only, only once in 2015. We've missed them there all the times. Mm. Fair enough. Um, <sighs> that's really tough. Samoa? Samoa is incorrect. Played them once, only in 2015. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Romania. <laughs> Romania is correct. Oh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> 2011 and 2007. Yeah. We played Romania. So still one more. So there is two more There's left. Two, on, more. two more. left on the table. You've each got two guesses. So just chuck them out. Okay. Come on. Give me something. <sighs> Fiji. That is incorrect. Only we played, played them in 03. Yeah. We played them in 03. So that's one of your guesses gone. Yeah. Hanny, I thought this was you. You and me both had the O3 VHS highlights video. Yeah, I know, I know. No, that's a good clue. I actually had it on DVD, but 
Couldn't afford a DVD <laughs> in the Allen household, I guess. Early adopter over yeah, here. <laughs> Japan. Japan is correct. And I've now just realised that there is five teams. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, so no. that's 03 in 2015. So there's still two left. <laughs> there's still two There's still two. To yeah, there's still two Give left. Give us some clues for like the two two tournaments. You've all, so, okay. Actually, that's a good shout, if I can remember it. So, the other one is 2003 and 2015. And the other one is 2007 and 2011. Hmm. We lost to one team twice and we beat the other team twice. Lost to one team twice and we lost to... Um, I can literally just think about it. We've lost two. <laughs> Argentina? Yes. Oh seven uh, oh seven knocked out in the quarters. Twenty eleven we lost in the group in the pool stages. Oh when yeah. Jim Hamilton missed the tackle. Oh yeah, that was brutal. Two thousand seven quarters. So we lost the other team we've beaten who are the sh- who are the shit teams in our pool at fifteen? I can't remember who's in the pool. Samoa, Japan. Who was the other one? USA. 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 Boom. Oh, bring in. No. And then we played them in 2003. Three. Yeah. Three. yeah. Um, well, there we go. There we go. Matt got two right there. So he goes. Let's, I won that one. Come on. Should we just go with a draw there? <laughs> Let's just call that a draw. Is that all the questions you got? I've actually got one other one, but it, it doesn't feel that important. So. Decider, yeah, come on, decider. Okay, who are the two Northern Hemisphere sides that Scotland have played in the Autumn Internationals since 2010? Two Northern Hemisphere sides. Excluding Wales, obviously. Oh, right. Georgia. Correct. And since 2010, Canada. No, 08 against ah. Ca- Canada at Pataudry. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this country's in the Northern Hemisphere. Japan? Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so it sticks at a draw. So the final que- quiz question would be, <laughs> what stadium in Scotland did jo- did we beat Georgia 43-16 in 2016? Um, McDermott Park. No. Ah, oh, because that's rug- rugby, park. rugby Park. Rugby Park. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot it was in Killy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. That's a real epic quiz oh, session. Oh, that was great. I'm really upset. <laughs> I won. I'm absolutely delighted about that. Well done, mate. Uh, well, fantastic news. Thank you very much. Um, okay. Scotland versus Fiji coming up at sold out Murrayfield. Ten in a row at Murrayfield sold out. Here we go against Fiji. What do we think is going to happen? Is this going to be another high scoring fuck up like Samoa last year? <laughs> it's a very, it's very, very, near fuck up. Near fuck very, up, very strong possibility. Extremely I close. Think it's almost certain. Last year against Samoa, despite winning, was an epic fuck up. It was horrific. It was so bad. Like, I think there's going to be so many points so easily. I think there's going to be 80 points scored at Murrayfield this weekend. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it'll be like 41 42 or something like that. Yeah. Laidlaw. See Scotland lose this. <laughs> I, oh, of course you can see Scotland losing. Oh, it. no, come on, come on. We're there's, better than that now. Yeah, there's part of me that's like, we want to have the uh, put a pack in place that is the best scrummaging and best like yeah, line-out line pack out. we could put out yeah, and yeah. just try and dominate those two Oh, yeah, and, and win the game like 
eight. God, I'd love it if it was twenty-two. Eight. As if, How good as if be? we're holding Fiji to eight points. We won't, but we if, could do. If, if we, they have an off, if they have an off day, those teams can be hanging. They can be terrible. Like, I would love like a Laidlaw Russell Hog just pinning them back, just disrupting in the, the rain, and just a really mature. Kind of, no, yeah, but there's no way. Dave makes <laughs> a good. Dave makes a good point. That's you know, <laughs> that's just never going to. That's happen. all we've ever wanted from Scotland. That's why I think the pudding should start at ten. <laughs> Strauss comes in. Yeah, you you have touched on my second question. Do we start our best team against Fiji? Do we bring in Hoggy? Do we bring in Laidlaw um, yeah. and Finn? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Stick what? with. So bring in Maitland on the wing. Hundred percent. So we yeah. go absolute, I, I, yeah, I think absolute to. full bore. Yeah, because I think like Wales was a chance to try some people out. Yeah. Which is, so you've had that opportunity. Yeah. So I think this is like a really important game. They need to win. They need to start, you know, getting back on the horse in terms of combos and stuff. So. Yeah. So what is that starting fifteen then for you guys? Should we start with the pa- the backs. Yeah. Well, the backs pretty much. I've just kind of just said. I, suppose. I think I think you're right. Laidlaw, Russell, Dunbar, Jones. Maitland, Seymour, Hogg, if, if not Kinghorn. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. I don't, you don't need to rush back, Hogg. He's maybe the one position where you just don't... I think everyone would be happy with Kinghorn starting yeah. that game and save yeah. Hogg for the South Africa game. Exactly. Um, maybe Hoggy on the bench, give him a 20-minute run out at the end. I guess the thing is why... But what does Hogg achieve... In 20 minutes. In 20 minutes. But also, he doesn't cover a lot of positions... So yeah. covers, covers ten, mate. Could play ten. He does. Or thirteen. Play His best Hogg position might be ten. Or thirteen. <laughs> Played thirteen for Glasgow before as well. That's true. Um, and then in the pack, I would be my. I am the biggest Rambo advocate around here, but Give the impact shot. The impact that Fraser Brown had when he came on was massive. And that's not to say that I thought Rambo particularly had a bad game, but yep. I thought Fraser Brown brought a little bit more particularly in that carrying yeah i think if you want to have like someone who's slightly more abrasive and then you also bring in grant gilchrist as well you're looking at like a pretty physical i definitely front five grant gilchrist or what about the uh testing at the new boy sam skinner in there partnering with uh johnny gray yeah i mean i wouldn't mind seeing him have a shot maybe on the bench i don't know how big sam skinner is i want the biggest pack available i want Gilchrist for sure. Yeah. I also think Gilchrist had a bloody good game when he came on for Wales. So I kind of think if you're going to have Sam Skinner, put him on the, maybe have him on the bench. And cover, yep. He can cover a wee bit. Yeah. Or supposedly. Yeah. Um, and then what, back row? I think Wilson and Watson will start. I think I thought Matt Ferguson, again, had a pretty decent <laughs> impact when he came on for um, Scotland against Wales. Yeah, I just don't see... Ferguson. I would rather he played, but I don't see. I just don't see him starting. I think it's annoying that Blade Thompson's out. Yeah, because that just seems such a natural fit to put him in that back row. Yeah, I would be so surprised if Strauss even got back in the squad. Well, considering I, he got dropped after the last Fiji game was when they when be they a great lost. story though. I mean, it would, <laughs> but a redemption. Yeah, I don't know if Townsend's going to give him that opportunity. <sighs> yeah, I. I, I Who would you? What about Richie? Would you? take him out I thought it was good experience for him I'm not quite convinced yet for him at that top level Rob Harley nope no I would rather shift Wilson to six and bring in Matt Ferguson out I think it's more likely that they play Harley than do that though yeah probably (laughs) 
It'll so, be interesting. Is he do the you call it Adam Ash? Just Maybe? called into the squad today. Just called into the squad. Yeah. I, I, I don't, no way. I don't, I don't know. Like, it, the, really th- quite got a lot of players, but no one that you would say is particularly international. Yeah. Quality. Yeah. Exactly. Like, right. They're in. They step exactly. in. Exactly. Um, I mean, I know I would want personally. I'd want Strauss, Watson, and Wilson. Because at least you you hope you that Strauss can bring you that just solid. Yeah. Power game. Mm. You're just worried that I know Ferguson's had a pretty good start to the season, but he's pretty wet around the years. Yeah. And is putting him into mad cauldron with Fiji, like the right way to go yeah, about it. Could it could be the, the mad cauldron. Breaking of him. <laughs> <laughs> I love the mad cauldron. <laughs> Moriarty's mad cauldron. <laughs> um, okay. Fiji have got lots of extremely big names that do really impressive things in the top 14. That is excellent analysis, mate. I, <laughs> spot on. You've done your research this morning. I've done a little bit of research. They've yeah. got some guys who can do things that no one in the Scotland team can do. Yes. Put it that way. But in between all of those people, those sort of five or six absolute worldies, there's not much. Well, I mean, it, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes around the team, but you know, their front five is never particularly that strong. Yeah, you have some good like sort of tearaways at the uh, um, in the back row, but I mean, Nakawara's it's just more pro- about is probably going to start. Yeah, in the that's row. that's fair. Bill um, Matter's probably going to start at eight. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that's the terrifying yeah. bit. Yeah, <laughs> when when those guys get going, it's just, you, just you know, it's, it depends on whether they get front football and whether they're like up for it. Yeah, you just need to tie them into a proper game, as we were saying at the top, a proper game of Scottish rugby, which is slow. Yeah. And attritional. Yeah. And Chris Patterson kicking goals. And then exactly. we'll be fine. <laughs> but it kind of goes against... Uh, Fiji are probably the one team that we want to not have that style of game. I imagine against most of... Yeah. Especially the Six Nations team, we want to have it as loose as possible. But I also have pretty average halfbacks. Ben Volavula. He's really average. Matuelo's not in the squad, is he? No. But they do have eight players from this Fijian Drua team that won the NRC. They're too good. I don't know if they'll be able to raise their game to this level, but if they get a chance, they are unbelievable oh my God. entertainers. <laughs> just freaks, just incredible skills. I don't, I don't, want happen, I don't even know what the NRC is. NRC. <laughs> it's the National Rugby Championship. It's like the, the level below the Super 15. It's like the Australian in Australia. In Australia. Yeah, and this year. Oh, and there's a Fiji the last team year, within that. Fiji year. got put in. Uh, and they are like they play the best. They're my favorite team ever. Yeah. They are unbelievably the best rugby. They're in a the bit world. of a joke, though. Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> but they pump everyone. They won it this year. Like, yeah. They pump everyone just through doing ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Um, wow. Let's get highlights reel of them on Twitter or something like that. No, you should. You should actually I'm, look at it on YouTube. It's genuinely it, sweet. It's Never unreal. heard of it. Australia's Super Six sounds good. I'm gonna check that. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I think Scotland should win this. There is scope to lose this. I'm potentially more, almost more worried about this game than I am Argentina. I feel like Scotland have kind of got Argentina. Mm. I feel like, it's kind of like when we play Australia, I feel like we are a bogey team for Argentina. Oh, really? the, you know, that we sort yeah. of like trip, we, we, we eke out yeah. wins against Australia. We've kind of worked them out like Argentina. But whenever we play against Islander teams, I'm petrified. We're not, we've, got, we've got a lot of bogey teams. <laughs> <laughs> we've got, we've got Most Wales, other teams. But, but Wales are a definite bogey team for us. 
And New Zealand as well. New Zealand, <laughs> famously. <laughs> no, but I mean, t- uh, Fiji and Samoa, like, you know, they are the banana skins that, you know, Ireland never lose to them, for example. But we love to pick up a little loss against them, you know, every yeah. two years or so. Yeah. It's great. Great supporting Scottish rugby. <laughs> um, Matt, what do you think is going to happen then? I, I think, yeah, I think it will be a high scoring game. And I think that uh, Scotland will come through by. 10 points okay Alan uh, I think Scotland will win by 14 and it will be above 70 points total so 70 points total I think it will be somewhere between eight, over 80 points total scored <laughs> over 80 points I think Scotland are scoring 50 it's going to be like 50-30 I think it's going to be 50-30 exactly <laughs> I'm going to say exactly that that would be sweet I wonder what odds I'll get on that I'm going to check that out that would be great 80 points scored total um, all right. Well, we will see what goes on. We'll be back next week to um, to talk about that. Should we have a quick chat about the Pro 14 let's have, let's have on a very, Friday night? Yeah, very quick. After we pre- all three of us predicted two pro team losses, yeah, they got two bonus point wins. It was amazing, wasn't it? Fair play to them. I think um, you know, as I was saying last week, Scarlets having sent the same team away to the Kings, who I suppose just shows how bad the Kings are. Yes, had pumped them. Um, but Edinburgh looked really good. Edinburgh like, looks really good. I thought it was sort of was one of actually the best performances they put together this this season, which considering they're a complete scratch team, was uh, impressive. How I, much of a bollocking do you think Cockrell gave them during the week? I know he was relatively like not calm, but he was he was very in the press. Yeah, he didn't really yeah. Talk about, it, but I imagine he's given them like an absolute shafting this week, like careers on the line type stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I was really impressed with uh, Calm Hunter Hill and Jamie Hodgson in the, in the second row for Edinburgh. What school do they go to? Ah, Stumo. A very oh, good yeah. school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jamie Hodgson. That's so, he's uh, he's he's a Sonian's trader. He's a Sonian's legend I'm now. Just, uh, you know what? I know we get abuse for private, wanky private school chat. Sometimes it's probably justified. Yeah, it's really. <laughs> and as soon as I, 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 I know, it's almost certainly justified. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, this is towards the end of the podcast. Yeah. So hopefully, we'll turn <laughs> exactly, it off. Yeah. Um, and Glasgow, five points on the road down at the Liberty Stadium against second in the league um, Ospreys. That match just felt like. Kick around in the park, <laughs> so <laughs> like all over the shop, and just like Matt, when Matawalu is like running away with the game, Getting you kind of know there's know. like a certain style that's being played in. But some really sweet tries though. The yeah, try great with tries. Nick Grigg going Grigg through the middle good. and then putting uh, straight into the Scotland squad in the back of that. Do yeah. you think there is a foot difference between Grigg and Stafford McDowell? Yes, I think there might. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> Stafford McDowell obviously really not good. What's what's Greg? Five ten? I thought it would be like five six. <laughs> five, five six. <laughs> He's five ten. Seeing so Stafford Medal at twelve is six foot ten. <laughs> Fair. Um, he was good though. They Speaking were good. Him, I Staff, think Stafford Medal's looked good this season. Was it interesting with Stafford Medal because it's like the whole thing around obviously Super Six is people not being able to make that step up to the pro game, and he's looked off the bench against Munster and in this game like he is sort of pro 14 quality and if you look at the Edinburgh team as well like Jamie Hodgson's been playing for Watsonians this whole season and didn't look out of place against the Scarlets like yeah it's an interesting one so we scrap the Super 6 then I generally think odds of Super 6 not happening are 50% interesting I think it will happen purely because Mark Dodson is really really stubborn yeah, but clubs—the clubs are really stubborn yeah, as well. It is. It's Everyone's so <laughs> stubborn. 
but yeah, I think especially that the, the back line for Glasgow, Frisbee looked f- pretty all right, which is good, obviously, after the sort of horror show against the Kings. Mm. Brandon Thompson... Brandon fair, Thompson fair always him. looks fair all right. Him. Coming in to like a scratch team doing well. The thing is, I don't think Brandon Thompson ever really looks out of place, but he just never seems to get the game time outside of these mm. international windows. Although he didn't mean his kick. Oh, yeah. Like, that he, was he, a complete He completely flop. scuffed it. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought... Um, and especially sort of back row, Ash looks, looks really, really good. Mm. Cam Gibbons just doing his yeah. job. Yeah. And... Tambalu was okay, although he looked like he was about to pass out <laughs> after like forty minutes. I think he needs to work on his fitness. Yeah, yeah. Just players like like DTH Van der Merwe in those kind of games so valuable. Like yes. just the cut above. Yeah, yeah. getting oh, yeah. the ball, he's going to do something. And actually, when you look at that front three, Kebble, Turner, Ray, it's yeah. very solid. You're pretty happy with that. Yeah. In any in any game, yeah, in exactly. Team. Yeah. Um, and yeah. now they got three week break. Three week break. Mm-hmm. I did love that. Nick Frisbee put up a post being like, ah, oh, so happy to get a three week break. I was like, you've not been doing anything. <laughs> Mate, he's like, been working 20 hours a day in Malcolm Group Logistics d- head yeah. depot. He's become like a long distance trucker. He does yeah. like one of those yeah, like 24 hour shifts that's like Siberia. There's going to be some of those players like Nike, Nick Frisbee, DTH, David Tamalua, Gibbons that are going to pump out some terrible sponsored video content over the next three weeks for Glasgow. Oh, yeah, because like they're the only ones around. Yeah, like Sterling Chair stuff, <laughs> like Malcolm Group Logistics, just because they've got nothing else to do and no one to play rugby with. <laughs> yeah, that is going to be great. Well, look forward to that. I suppose there's international rugby to watch as well as that. Yes. So we'll get through. That's fair. Which will be good. Thanks a lot for joining us, guys. Um, Scotland versus Fiji on Saturday. Um, so we will be back next week. Keep chatting to us on Twitter at ThistleRugbyPod on Instagram, Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod, and get into that mailbag, the Thistle rugby at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. See ya. See ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.